What do you love about music? To begin with, everything. Putting on a great show is the most important thing you can do. One great rock show can change the world. Welcome to Sound Opinions from Chicago Public Radio and American Public Media. I'm Jim DeRogatis, the pop music critic at the Chicago Sun-Times. And I'm Greg Cott. I write about rock and roll for the Chicago Tribune. Today on the world's only rock and roll talk show, Jim and I give you a soundtrack for your summer road trips. We'll play some of our favorite driving songs and hear some of yours. You're listening to Sound Opinions, and now it's time for some music news. Last week we covered the death of Michael Jackson, June 25th, of cardiac arrest at his home in Los Angeles. Uh, I I hadn't heard about that. (laughs) But the story, Jim, is far from over. Uh, Lots of news this week once again about Michael Jackson. I have a feeling this story is not going to go away for a long time because there's all sorts of threads out there right now. And there's a universal groan from coast to coast as (laughs) we just said that. (laughs) Well... It is interesting to note that for the first time in history, an artist has occupied nine of the first ten slots in the Billboard charts this week. That would be Michael Jackson. There's no greater career builder than death. It has been proven over and over again. And uh, nine of Jackson's albums shot to the top of the pop charts once his death was announced. So the money continues to roll in. Speaking of money, those 50 dates that he had sold out at the London O2 Arena that were going to extend through 2010. That money is back in play. They're going to try to refund $85 million in concert tickets. Now, AEG and Jackson stood to make $70 million from these shows. AEG had already laid out $30 million for what was supposed to be this massive production. What I'm interested, Jim, is that there's a lot of talk about there's going to be a video of his final rehearsal, and and some of that is going to come out. And what I had heard about this show, there were numerous reports coming from inside the Jackson camp about what this show exactly was going to be. And I think people who were expecting to see the Jackson of 1983 moonwalking across the stage, this vibrant performer, uh, may well have been disappointed. There was a lot of talk that Jackson wasn't actually going to sing, that he was only going to be on stage for a small percentage of the time, and that a large part of the show was going to be taken up by this 3D movie that they were preparing. Well, I don't know, Greg. I think you're being cynical. Anschutz Entertainment Group, the uh, second largest concert promoter in the United States after Live Nation. Its CEO, Randy Phillips, has been quoted as saying that the uh, show was extraordinary and that Jackson was in great form. Lou Ferrigno, formerly (laughs) the Incredible Hulk, was acting as Jackson's personal (laughs) trainer. I mean, how could it not have been great? But I think one of the classy things that AEG did in refunding those tickets to the people who bought them was 
to refund the service charge because you know Ticketmaster, mm-hmm. uh, the equivalent in the UK, can add thirty, forty dollars to right. the price of a ticket. They're giving back a hundred percent of the ticket price to all the people who laid out to see Jackson. The only people who are really behind the eight ball here are the ones who bought them on the secondary market and paid much more than the face value. Right. Greg, we have more sad news overshadowed by Michael Jackson's death was the death of one Sky Saxon, the uh, voice of the Seeds, one of those classic mid-60s garage bands that Lester Bangs famously called Mm proto-punk. There would have been no punk explosion in the 70s if the groups that Lenny Kay had put on that original Nuggets compilation hadn't have, like, set the blueprint. They really couldn't play. They couldn't sing. They wanted to be the Beatles, but they didn't have that kind of talent. What they had was attitude, and a lot of it. Sky Saxon was born Richard Marsh in Salt Lake City. He was pretty old at the time of his first success. He had been a doo-wop singer the Mm -hmm. first time, put the seeds together in 65. Everybody wanted to be the Beatles, right? Had a regional hit with Can't Seem to Make You Mine, and then a huge hit, Coast to Coast, Top 10, with Pushing Too Hard, which is really one of those songs that kind of defines punk rock. You know, the Sex Pistols later would cover it and take cues from it. It was so simple. It was just three chords and an attitude, right? Exactly. I mean, these guys could not play, and it was kind of widely acknowledged. They're really kind of rudimentary musicians. But Sky Saxon was an amazing presence. He would show up on these kind of daytime TV shows and just blow people's mind, wearing these capes and that snarl and that sneer that he mm-hmm. had in his voice. I mean, he was a scary dude. He absolutely was. He'd been living in Austin, still making music, would pop up on stage from time to time, bands like Red Cross. He had just done some recording with Billy Corgan of the Smashing Pumpkins. Never gave his birth date, so there's no idea of how old he is, and uh, nor do we know what he died of. But Sky Saxon will forever be remembered for the sneer and the the snarl of this song, Pushing Too Hard on Sound Opinions. You're pushing too hard for pushing on me. You're pushing too hard on what you want me to be. You're pushing too hard about the things you say. You're pushing too hard every night and day. You're pushing too hard, pushing too hard on me.
Pushing Too Hard from the Seeds, great L.A. punk group of the 60s in tribute to the late, great Sky Saxon. Riding along in my automobile My baby beside me at the wheel I stole a kiss at the turn of a mile My curiosity running wild Cruising and playing the radio With no particular place to go Riding along in my automobile I was anxious to tell her the way I feel So I told her softly and sincere And she leaned and whispered in my ear Cuddling more and driving slow With no particular place to go you're listening to Sound Opinions, and that is Chuck Berry, No Particular Place to Go, one of the all-time great rock and roll driving songs. Greg, I think a great driving song is one that you're happy to be in the car listening to it, even if you're not going anyplace in particular. It just feels good in the summertime. It's a holiday weekend. Summer's underway. People are going to be driving. We wanted to provide some soundtrack. Every rock and roll song, I mean, not everyone, but more than 50% has a girl or a car in it, sometimes both. Yeah. It is the <laughs> yes. classic example of what great rock and roll was, uh, certainly back in the day. I mean, where would Chuck Berry be without the cars and girls? Where would Bruce Springsteen be without cars and girls? They, uh, they dominate uh, their songwriting. But I think we want to go a little deeper here as well, Jim. It's not just about the iconic driving songs, but the songs that move us, get us from point A to point B when we're behind the wheel. Absolutely. You're going to start us down this road, Mr. Cott? I am indeed. And, you know, a personal tale attached to each of these songs, as I'm sure you'll have as well, Jim, one of the things I like to do, especially when my wife and I had our kids, you know, we would sit in the car and, and the four of us would be driving around and, and listening to music. My oldest daughter, Katie, in particular, developed a bond over certain songs. We would, you know, I'd be driving her to wherever, school or a dance lesson or something like that, and she'd pick out her favorite songs. And one of the first songs that we really bonded on in the car and we decided was a terrific driving song was the group Fine Young Cannibals and the song mm. Good Thing. And it was interesting that that sort of turned into our driving song for quite a while because this, this group Fine Young Cannibals was hearkening back to that mod era in England when Northern Soul was dominating the soundtrack of the mods and as they were driving around in their Vespa scooters. And, and this is a classic song in that mold. It was released in the late 80s, but it harkened back to that era and that jump and soul music that got those mods moving behind the wheels of their Vespas. So, you know, we didn't say necessarily it had to be a car song. This is a great <laughs> song for that scooter if you're driving along. And for my daughter and I, this was the song we played most often when we were in the car together. It's Good Thing by the Fine Young Cannibals on Sound Opinions.
Greg starting us out with a unique scooter song. Good thing by the Fine Young Cannibals on Sound Opinions. We are doing great driving music, Greg, and I want to uh, follow up on Chuck Berry with a song by the Beach Boys. Obviously, there would have been no Beach Boys without mm-hmm. Chuck Berry. They picked it up and ran with the ball as far as girls and cars in their songs. Surfing, too, but girls and cars were best. Fun, 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 I think, is the classic. Apparently, uh, inspired by a true story. Brian Wilson and Mike Love wrote the song together about a girl named Shirley England, who was the daughter of the owner of a radio station in Salt Lake City, Utah. (laughs) They were on that endless promo tour, hyping the early Beach Boys singles, and uh, this girl had gotten in trouble for borrowing her dad's Ford Thunderbird and instead of going to the library, going to the hamburger stand. The song led to the split with uh, Brian's dad, Murray Wilson, infamous father, second probably only to Joe Jackson as the stage father, right? He hated the song, thought it was immoral, and didn't want the band to release it. (laughs) They pushed, it came out, it was a top five hit, one of the Beach Boys' best songs, and a classic. And, uh, you know, what more can you say? Fun, fun, fun by the Beach Boys on Sound Opinions. That's fun, fun, fun from the Beach Boys, a great driving song. We're going to continue counting down our favorite driving songs and also hear some of your picks in a minute on Sound Opinions from Chicago Public Radio and American Public Media. Drive slow, homie. Drive slow, homie. You never know, homie. Let me see, homie. You need to pump your brakes. 
Jackson drive slow, homie. My homie Molly used to stay 79th May. One of my best friends from back in the day. Down the street from Calumet, a school full of stones. He nicknamed me K Rock, so they'll leave me alone. Bulls jacket with his hat broke way off. And walked around the mall with his radio face off. Plus, he had a spinner from his datings in his hand. Keys in his hand. Reason again to let you know he's the man. Back when we rocked the leases, he had dreams of caprices. Drove by the teachers, even more by police. How he get the cash today? His father passed away. Left him with a little something. 16, he was stunting. I'll be sure with the hair all wavy. Hit Lake Shore, girls go all crazy. Hit the freeway, go at least about 80. Won't so much that summer, even had him a baby. See, back back then, then, if you had a car, you was the shot town version of baby. And I was just a virgin of baby. One of the reasons I looked up to him crazy. I used to love to play my demo tape when the system yanked. Felt like I was almost sad when it's... Get your motor running Head out on the highway Looking for adventure And whatever comes our way Welcome back to Sound Opinions from Chicago Public Radio and American Public Media. And I don't know about you, but I instantly have an image of a Harley Chopper going across the (laughs) the badlands of the West while that song is playing in the background, Steppenwolf's Born to be Wild. I mean, talk about a great driving song, right? It's hard to get the picture of Dennis Hopper out of my head, too, but (laughs) yeah, yeah, I'm with you. We're counting down some of our favorite driving songs of all time. And next, Jim, I'm again going to relate the next song I'm going to be playing to a personal anecdote. Again, behind the wheel of a car and just the hallucinogenic properties of this song combined with where I was driving at the time really set the mood. And it's a song that I'll never forget and I always want to play uh, when I'm in this part of the country. Remember the big techno scare of the late 90s when that was supposed to take over the music industry and everybody was talking about, you know, they're just going to forget about guitars and just going to be playing computers and keyboards. It was going to replace alternative rock, yes. And actually a lot of this music was, was truly exciting. But I remember going down to cover the Winter Music Conference in Miami Beach in the late 90s when, and when this was all the buzz. And this particular song was the soundtrack to my visit there. Basically, covering the Winter Music Conference... Everything started after midnight, so you're driving around in kind of this half-asleep state in the middle of this exotic locale, and and people with very little clothing on are dancing while these campfires are being built on the beaches to this exotic strain of electronic music. This was a tough assignment, it huh? Was, you know, here you are at 3 in the morning, and the, the music that I kept returning to as the soundtrack for this trip around Miami was the Orb's Toxigene. Mm. Uh, a great record called Oblivion about the end of the world, basically, the pre-millennium tension that we were going through in the late 90s as the calendar was about to turn to the 2000s. And this song in particular, I think, sort of set that mood of sort of a post-apocalyptic world. And with those tubular bells and that driving beat, and as I said, the campfires and the pagan kind of rituals that I saw <laughs> being played out in the beaches of Miami at 3 in the morning... What a great driving song. It's the Orb Toxigene on Sound Opinions. Now, wait a minute.
That's Toxigene from the Orb on Sound Opinions. Where, where is Dr. Alex Patterson today? We need him today. We need him back. Making more music like that. Yes. I've got another pick, Greg, that I'm going to follow Fun, Fun, Fun by the Beach Boys. I do not think it's possible to do a show about driving songs without including Kraftwerk. They really began to make their reputation as as travel music with Autobahn. It was their breakthrough album, their fourth or their fifth, depending on whether you count the first group that uh, Ralph Hooter and uh, Florian Schneider put together. You, you know, at first it was kind of experimental synthesizer Stockhausen with a little bit of flute, right? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden in 1974, a couple of things happened. The way the biographers put it, they discovered this instrument called the Mini Moog synthesizer, and it was like the day Chuck Berry picked up a guitar. <laughs> This was their instrument. And suddenly they moved into much more pop territory. Mm -hmm. Uh, They began writing songs with hooks and and a really unique groove. And uh, they were fans of the Beach Boys. And they, they wrote this song about the highway in Germany, which, as everyone knows, is called the Autobahn. On the Autobahn, there is no speed limit. Mm -hmm. So there is this kind of mechanical and hypnotic quality toward driving through the German night. And Kraftwerk was trying to evoke that electronically with the sounds of Autobahn while nodding to the Beach Boys. The lyric that jumps out from Autobahn is farn, farn, farn on the Autobahn, right? Mm -hmm. Which is driving, driving, driving on the Autobahn, but which they sing intentionally in a way with a little bit of an American accent so that it sort of sounds like fun, fun, fun Mm -hmm. on the Autobahn, which I absolutely love. From this point on, uh, Kraftwerk would be called the Beach Boys of Dusseldorf (laughs) by their many fans in the uh, European press. And there would be really no orb or any electronic music today without these guys. It's a great place to start a Kraftwerk collection. Autobahn on Sound Opinions. Kraftwerk 
Autobahn, their 1974 breakthrough hit on Sound Opinions. Greg and I have got some more great driving songs to share, but first up, we're going to hear from some of our listeners. We've got David on the line from Chicago. David, welcome to Sound Opinions. Hello, my honor. Tell us what your favorite driving song is. Um, I really like Passenger Side from Wilco's AM album. We know that Wilco band. We do. What is it about that song that uh, helps make the road trips a little more palatable? Well, it's a lyrical conversation between two useful people in a car, a driver and a passenger. They're driving under the influence in a sleepy small town in America. Mm -hmm. They're both trying to escape their teenage reality by mindlessly driving and partying. I really like the song because it immediately parodies the relationship of the tension and love that is created in a driver-passenger relationship. All right, let's hear a little uh, Passenger Side by Wilco. Hey, wake up, your eyes weren't open wide. You know, uh, David, as uh, journalists who've interviewed Jeff Tweedy of Wilco many times, his favorite thing in the world to do with <laughs> a reporter he trusts is uh, to talk while he drives. You hop in the car with Jeff, and he goes up and down Elston Avenue, which is this kind of long industrial strip that kind of goes through the real Chicago. That, that's how Tweedy talks best. Well, also, he takes long drives by himself, and that's how he listens to a lot of music. Apparently, David, that's the same thing you do. Yes, and there's always a passenger on my side. <laughs> a beautiful wife. Just get behind the wheel. Passenger side. Thanks for sharing that song with us. Oh, my pleasure. Keep up the good work. All right, we've got another caller. Let's talk to Mike. Mike, where are you calling from? Uh, Wake Forest, North Carolina. Beautiful. And uh, we're talking about the best driving songs, uh, your favorite driving songs. So what do you do when you're driving around in North Carolina? What do you listen to? Well, I have to let you know that I drive for a living. Therefore, I put in about 150,000 miles a year. You are exactly the man we need to be talking well, are, are you a truck driver? I drive a tractor-trailer I would not call me a truck driver because real truck drivers have a lot harder job than I do. I go A to B and back to A. But nevertheless, there is this romance with, with driving a tractor trailer and music, and, and so I, I'm excited to hear your pick. Well, it comes down to um, sometimes getting there is half the fun, <laughs> and then other times it's getting there is a pain in the butt, and you really want to get it over with. And so when it comes down to music that can make those mile markers fly by, that is a good road song. Yeah. I think that Under My Wheels, when it comes on, is <laughs> such an amazing song because it even starts out like you're cranking that diesel. It's slow to start, mm -hmm. 
and it revs up, gets the RPMs going, and then it kicks in, and you're flying down that highway. So this is Alice Cooper's Under My Wheels, right? Oh, yeah. I cut my teeth on Alice Cooper way back in the early 60s, and uh, he's just an amazing artist. From what I find out now, even a great citizen who just wants to make things better for the world. So, Well, there you go. A, a, a fine Detroit pick from Mike from North Carolina. Let's hear a little bit of uh, Under My Wheels by Alice Cooper. There's a man of many talents, Alice Cooper, rocker, philanthropist, snake handler, golfer, golfer, exactly. <laughs> and, and has a great makeup artist to boot. There you go. Thank you so much, Mike. Thanks for calling Sound Opinions. Show, Thank you. Bye. Greg, we want to hear from one more caller. Let's talk to Tamara here in Chicago. Tamara, welcome to Sound Opinions. Thank you so much for having me. You bet. Have you got a great driving song for us? I definitely do. I like to think of it as a summer's driving song. Okay. What is it? It's Matt and Kim's Daylight. Hmm. Now, I don't know that song. Tell us about it. They're a dance group, I believe, but it's just got this great feel. It kind of drives you forward. It starts out kind of calm, and then it just the song just feels like motion. Let's hear a little bit of that. Matt and Kim's Daylight, did you say? Yes, I did. We cut the legs off of our pants Threw our shoes into the ocean Sit back and wave through the daylight Sit back and wave through the daylight Sit and slide on subway grain Tissues are warm and ice cream Fall through like change in the daylight Fall through like change in the daylight I'm just your boat lines in my road And pull it on my metro Maybe I'll paint them in my soul All right, so Tamara, I want to ask you how you passed the test for one of your uh, driving songs. Yeah, well, for me, I guess a driving song kind of has to have three, a good driving song has to have three things. It's, it's got to feel like you're moving, like the song is actually driving you forward. Mm-hmm. And then it's got to be at that perfect speed so that when you are driving and you look outside and your windows roll down and your hands kind of like cutting through the wind, that it's that perfect tempo of not going too fast, not going too slow. It's got to be the perfect soundtrack to you taking in what you're passing by. And then it's, it's just got to make you happy. No one's favorite driving song is Jeff Buckley. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you've got to be in the That's car. True. And you've, it's just got to make you feel good, like you're driving along the beach or the lake. Well, thank you, Tamara, so much for sharing that pic. Thank you so much. It was my pleasure. Step back and here comes the night time Step back and here comes the night time If 
If you want to share your favorite driving song or comment on anything in the music world, call our hotline, 888-859-1800, or send us an email at interact at soundopinions.org. We're going to be back after a short break on Sound Opinions from Chicago Public Radio and American Public Media with our final favorite driving songs. Sound Opinions from Chicago Public Radio and American Public Media. I'm Jim DeRogatis. He's Greg Cott. We're rolling through some of our all-time favorite summer driving songs here on the show. That was La Trim with Cars with the Boom. I love that. Early 90s hip-hop duo, Bunny and Tigra, and they love the... But you're you're scoffing at Man, me. You don't, don't know La Trim? I don't know if I can top that. I'm just, um, just boggled here. Can I top that? But uh, I'm going to give it a try. One of the songs that I have to play whenever I am in the Southwest in this country is this particular song. I think this is like the perfect song to drive through the desert by. You know, the sun is baking down on that highway, and you're starting to hallucinate a little bit because you start to see those windmills that are out there. It's like a a scene out of X-Files or something like that. This is the perfect soundtrack for that driving moment. Uh, It's a band called Queens of the Stone Age. Obviously, they become much more famous now than they were in 1998 when they released this song originally. Josh Homme had been in this amazing band called Caius, which perfected this desert rock sound out of Southern California. And with Queens of the Stone Age, he combined that sound, that sort of arid brand of heavy metal, with what he called robot rock. He was listening to a lot of Gary Newman, and he was combining that Gary Newman robot rhythm with the heavy guitars of that stoner rock that he was playing with uh, Caius in Queens of the Stone Age. And those two elements came together perfectly in this song called Regular John. To my mind, it is the perfect song for driving through the desert. See if you agree. Regular John from Queens of the Stone Age on Sound Opinions.
That is regular John from Queens of the Stone Age on Sound Opinions. Jim, you've got one final driving song to give us. What's it going to be? Well, from driving through the desert, Greg, I'm going to go to the East Coast, the other side of the country, and uh, talk about driving through Massachusetts when it's late at night yeah, and it's cold outside. I know where you're going. uh, And you got got the radio on. All right. Going faster miles an hour. You cannot do a rock and roll driving song show without talking about Roadrunner by Jonathan Richmond and the Modern Lovers, another one of those classic punk rock songs. There would be no punk rock without this tune, you know. The Sex Pistols covered it and a million other bands through the years, and it's just a, it's a perfect song. And it's a perfect song about driving and listening to music, and uh, you're going faster miles an hour, as I said, and the way it breaks down, it's like there's a traffic light in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. You know, Roadrunner once, Roadrunner twice, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. It's Roadrunner. It's a perfect song. Modern Lovers on Sound Opinions. One, two, three, four, five, six...
Roadrunner by the Modern Lovers. Man, oh man, is that a great song or what? Greg, we have one more joint pick that uh, we're going to share. We both said we can't do a driving song show without talking about Neu, the German band. I played Kraftwerk earlier. There was a connection. Uh, there was a period where the two guys in Neu, Klaus Dinger and Michael Roeder, played with the two guys in Kraftwerk, Schneider and Hooter. Uh, and then they went their separate ways. But there was a shared aesthetic there. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the Neu guys, Jim, when they broke off from Kraftwerk, were accusing Kraftwerk of being too obvious. You know, they, they wanted yeah. to do something, <laughs> you know, that was a little bit more individual, or so they said, although I find that hard to believe today when you listen to both groups. I mean, they were amazing in their own right. But I think you played earlier a, a brilliant Kraftwerk track, Autobahn. I think the track we're going to play here had a profound influence on that song because it was released three years earlier by Roder and Dinger. And I think it really set the template for that whole driving aesthetic in mm-hmm. a lot of ways for the, that whole modern driving song. Maybe it begins right here with this particular song. Well, actually, Noy had a beat that they named. It was called Motorique, yeah. which was intended to convey the feeling of speeding on the Autobahn. You know how you're driving late at night and it's pitch black, you've got your headlights on, obviously, and the white line is coming at you, you know, and, and it's going Mm -hmm. You know, just coming at you. That is what Klaus Dinger's drumming was about. He died about a year ago. We did an obituary, did a tribute to him. There are three Neu albums, all of them called Neu, N-E-U, N-E-U exclamation point, new in German. They're all brilliant, but the song that really uh, laid the groundwork for everything they did was called Hallow Gallo. Mm -hmm. And and it's just perfect driving music. You can put this on repeat on your CD player, and it'll take you from coast to coast. If it takes you, you know, 40 hours to drive right across the country, this will get you there. Yeah. That clip sound, uh, you know, you mentioned the the white lines shooting past the window. You know, they also remind me of, like, windshield wipers or something. I mean, Rotor's guitar playing on this, too, is, is equally brilliant. Dinger's rhythm, without a doubt, that's that puts you in that trance-hypnotic driving mode. But Rotor's guitar playing around the rhythm and what he was doing with the wah-wah pedal and how he's achieving that sort of clipped sound that would come in and out of focus, it had that sort of perfect quality that melded with the beat and played around with the beat and gave it an element of things are changing outside that window as as that blur goes by. So, absolutely. This this is a 10-minute song, Jim. It's one of those songs that when you put it on, you feel like it's never going to end. It just keeps cycling around. And you don't want it to. Around and around and around. Yes. Exactly. So here it is. Hello Gallo, or at least a little bit of it, from Noi on Sound Opinions.
Hallow Gallo by the one and only Noy on Sound Opinions. That ends our driving show for this year, Mr. Cott. What do we have next week? Jim, uh, we're going to have some more music that I think will make a great soundtrack for your next trip. Uh, It's from one Annie Clark, otherwise known as St. Vincent. She's going to be in our studios for a live performance and an interview. Greg, as always, Sound Opinions was produced by our ace team of Todd Bachman, Jason Saldana, and Robin Lynn, with executive production, fearless oversight, from the one and only Tori Southside Malatia, who sometimes says we drive him crazy, but I think he likes us. On Sound Opinions, everyone's a critic. So give us a call on our hotline, 1-888-859-1800. I'm in the phone with this one across the hall. Hey, Jim and Greg. This is uh, Mike. I'm calling from Newtown, Connecticut. I listen to Sound Opinions uh, podcast and also, when I can, up on WHDDFM and Sharon. Just wanted to uh, give you guys a heads up and uh, really just uh, let you know how much I appreciated your interview this past week with Trent Reznor. And I really appreciated his frank observations on where he's at personally, but most of all, his dead-on remarks about what the recording industry still holds true, and that is, uh, above all else, product. You know, how many, how much, and how the bottom line is at the end of the day. So thanks for all you do, uh, guys, and keep them coming. Thanks very much. Greg, this is John Shepard calling from Nashville, Tennessee. It's always a great show, but uh, for the first time ever, I think I've got to take umbrage with your assessment of, uh, of Michael Jackson and his contributions to music. I really wish you guys would have focused a little bit more on what he meant to music in general, rather than some of the negative things that came up. But he revolutionized music and merchandising and video along the way, and truly is the first and last of the mega sellers. Thriller moved in weeks more units than the top five records of all last year. So there's just so many things about uh, about Michael that I wish you guys would have covered, but uh, this is the first time that I've ever disagreed with you, so I guess we've got that going for us. Great show. Keep up the good work. Jim and Greg, uh, this is Todd from Robbins, North Carolina. I just listened to your show about music and food, and I wanted to throw in my nominations for great songs concerning the two. Uh, Savoy Truffle by the Beatles is one of uh, George Harrison's best lyrics, and it can definitely give you a sugar rush by just by listening to it.
Either way, I just thought I'd throw my nominations in. Uh, enjoy the show and just keep on doing what you're doing. Cool Jerry Queen, nice hey, I'm a truck driver for UPS out of Seattle, Washington. My name is Phil Segadelli. It was food and music tonight, and it made me think of one of Steve Miller's earliest albums, uh, Steve Miller Number 5. And on that album, there was the song Hot Chili. Hot Chili is groovy. Oh, after a movie or watch TV. But if you order, it's south of the border, don't you see? It's hotter than noon, it will melt your spoon. So, buddy, you better get ready for eating hot chili. It's not silly to eat hot chili. Catchy tune. No fly like the eagle on this one. Adios. No more messages. To give us your opinion on sound opinions, call our hotline, 1-888-859-1800. We'll be back next week with sound opinions from Chicago Public Radio and American Public Media.